0: Log Talk Radio. Father God, in the name of Jesus God, I thank you, God, for another night on the air, God. Before your people Telling them What thus is The oh Lord I thank you For everybody That's represented Here tonight God Whether they're live On the phone lines Whether they're on The podcast Lord God Whether they're Listening to Facebook or Twitter Lord God However they're Listening Lord God Whether it's live Or later God I thank you For them Lord God And I pray over Them and their Households on tonight God Thank you for them God Thank you God For the spirit That you're giving me God to bring For this message The way that you gave it to me, God, so that your name may get the glory, in the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to You everybody. I am your home host, Providence Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. I pray that it will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, just one verse. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13 from the Message Bible. This was that time in Scripture when Samuel, the prophet of God, had come to Jesse's house to anoint the next king. I'm sure many of you remember that story. It's very familiar. This was that time in Scripture when Samuel, the prophet of God, had come to Jesse's house to ignore the next king. God had given the order that the next king he had chosen was indeed at Jesse's house. So Jesse, not knowing which of his sons it would be, had seven of seven of his sons to pass before Samuel, only to be rejected. Jesse, not knowing which one of his sons it would be, had seven of his sons to pass before Samuel only to be rejected. David was God's chosen king from the house of his father, Jesse. And so the text, the foundational text says, Samuel took his flax of oil and anointed him. He anointed David with his brothers standing around, Watching again in first Samuel sixteen verse thirteen from the message box. do you know how it feels to watch somebody, get the promotion, get the position you felt you should have somebody do you know how it feels to watch somebody, get the promotion, get the position you felt you should have? It's one thing to get rejected by family or by a loved one. But when you get rejected by somebody you know has the power, has the authority to promote you, to advance your career, that hurts. As a matter of fact, that hurts on a whole other level. No doubt, David's brothers were standing there watching him get anointed the next next king and feeling the worst pain of their lives. No doubt they were standing there watching David, get anointed the next king and feeling some type of way. Because this pain had pride attached to it. That's what made it so bad. Because this pain had pride attached to it. How were they expected to humble themselves and just accept that they're a younger brother of all people had been chosen for an up-and-coming position they all felt they were qualified for. Just how were they expected to humble themselves and just accept that their younger brother of all people had been chosen for an up-and-coming position that they all felt they were qualified for? Somebody, you know exactly how it feels. You felt like you were qualified for that position, that you wanted that job, but it went to somebody else. Beloved, sometimes the way you feel about a situation can be dead wrong. Beloved, sometimes the way you feel about a situation can be dead wrong. They all felt they were qualified for the position, and they were all dead wrong. Even had their dad, Jesse, encouraging each of them to pass before Samuel, who was the prophet of God, only To be rejected That's what we're talking about tonight That's what we're talking about tonight Rejection in high places Rejection in high places Tonight's message Now, Eliab Had already been eliminated So Jesse then called up Abinadab And presented him to Samuel Samuel said This man isn't God's choice either Next, Jesse presented Shama. Samuel said, no, this man isn't either. Jesse presented his seven sons to Samuel. Samuel was blunt with Jesse. God hasn't chosen any of these. Samuel just let him know. Samuel was blunt with him and just let him know. God hasn't chosen any of these. 1 Samuel 16 verses 8 through 10 from the message Bible. Samuel kept saying, He kept telling Jesse every time he presented one of his sons, this one is not God's choice either. He kept telling him this one is not God's choice either. You see, when man tries to put you someplace or put themselves someplace, it will never work. Somebody, you ought to be able to testify to that by now. When man tries to put you someplace, or when you try to put yourself someplace, it will never work. It has to be God's choice, not just your choice, in order for it to work. It has to be God's choice, not just your choice, in order for it to work. The Bible says we make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The Bible says we make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 16, and 9 from the New Living Translation. He determines our steps. And again, it has to be his choice because he's the one that determines our steps. Somebody, the reason things are not working out is because it's not in God's will. Somebody, the reason things are not working out is because it's not in God's will. Their job was not God's will for you. That job was not God's will for you. It's not even God's best for you. God told me to tell you it's not even his best for you. Remember, you are an individual to God. Remember, you are an individual to God. He does not group you collectively with anybody else. You are an individual to God. He does not group you collectively with anybody else. You're not a group message, a group text message to God. He doesn't do that. No, no, no. He doesn't group you with anybody else because you are an individual to God. But what, but what he does is looks and sees what's best for you, you as an individual. The Bible says that it is God who teaches you what's best for you. The Bible says it it is God who teaches you what is best for you, not what might be good for you or what might be the right fit for you, No, God teaches you what is best for you and directs you in the way that you should go, according to Isaiah 48 and 17 from the NIV. So if you're honest tonight, let's be honest. So if you're honest tonight, it's really God you're mad at. You just don't want to say it, but it's really God you're mad at. It's really God you feel rejected by. It's really God you feel rejected by. Even though God promised in his word to never leave you nor forsake you, somebody you feel rejected. There's Deuteronomy 31 and 8 when he promised to never leave you nor forsake you from the NIV. You feel rejected. You feel rejected because you're doing what David David's brothers were doing. You feel rejected because you're doing the same things that, The same thing that David's brothers were doing in the foundational text. You're standing around watching other people's blessings. You're standing around watching other people's blessings without knowing their story. You're standing around watching watching them get blessed, and you don't even know their story or what they've been through to get what they have. Because, believe it or not, we all have a story that remains untold. Because believe it or not, we all have a story that remains untold, and a part of David's story and a part part of David's story that was untold at the time of him being anointed for the kingship was that after being anointed for the position, this future king would end up volunteering to fight Goliath. I know many of you remember that he got anointed for the first time in 1 Samuel 16. And then over in 1 Samuel 17, he ended up volunteering himself to fight Goliath. This future king, right after he got anointed in 1 Samuel 16, ended up volunteering himself to fight Goliath because his brothers, the same brothers who got rejected for the position of kingship, were terrified of Goliath. So their little brother had to step in and fight because they were terrified to fight Goliath. In First Samuel 17, the Bible says, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out? Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine's words, Saul and all of the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Upon hearing what Goliath had to say, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. There's first Samuel seventeen, verses eight through eleven from the NIV. And you guessed it, David's three older brothers were a part of Saul's army of men who were terrified. Verse thirteen and fourteen just goes on and calls them by name. It calls them out. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul. This is what thirteen and fourteen says. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the secondborn Abinadab, and the third Shammah. That so he had to pass before Samuel, and got rejected. They were the they were the three that was in the army in the army with Saul and terrified of Goliath David was the youngest the three oldest followed Saul first Samuel 17 verse 13 and 14 NIV what's my point glad you asked somebody please think with me you know I like to make you think on politic fire Jesse had to know his sons. he had to know his sons after all he was their father he had to know that his first three boys, that his first three sons were the scary type. He had to know that they were the scary type. So how are you going to think that Samuel, how are you going to think that God would give the position of kingship to somebody scary? Come on now. Who you know want a, want a scary king, want a scary leader?
1: You got to show some backbone. But did Jesse really think that God would get a position to a scary
0: leader, to one of his scary first three sons? Just like Jesse knew Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah was scary, God knew too. Just like Jesse knew Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah was scary, God knew too. So he kept saying no. I haven't chosen either one of these. Beloved, you must lead by example. You must lead by example. And in order to be a good leader, you can't be scary, easily intimidated, or easily influenced. In order to be a good leader, you can't be scary, easily intimidated, or easily influenced. Remember, God knows what you're made of. Remember, God knows what you're made of, and he knows that Goliath you would have to overcome to do the job well. That's why you didn't get the job, because he knows what you're made of, and he knows that Goliath you would have to overcome to do the job well. He knows what you can handle. There's another reason why you didn't get it. He knows what you can handle. And what you can't handle when it comes to dealing with people, when it comes to being employed. So every no is not rejection. Hear me. So every no is not rejection. Some of the no's you've heard have been for your own protection. Some of the no's you've heard have been for your own protection. God is not rejecting you. He is not rejecting you because he knows what all is tied to that position. See, you want the position, but you ain't never been in the position, so you don't even know what the what the position fully requires. You know some things about it, but you don't know everything about it because you're not God. Somebody God even knows what the fine print on the contract failed to mention. Nothing gets, gets by God. He even knows what the fine print on the contract failed to mention. You see, they're trying to get over on you, but God's trying to let you know. There's more to that job than what you think it is, and that's why you didn't get it. He's not rejecting you. He's protecting you. Again, he's not rejecting you. Is God saying no, because he knows the end from the beginning. You serve a good God. He knows the end from the beginning. We serve a good God. He knows the end from the beginning, according to Isaiah 46 and 10. He already knows how things will end up. So he said, no, I haven't chosen you. Just trust that God has has a valid reason. Just trust that God has a valid reason for not allowing that promotion to come through at this time, for not allowing you to get get that position at this time. You know, now that I think about it, you really should thank God for looking out for you. I mean, he could have given the position to one of David's older brothers and stood back and watched as fear came upon them. Because, remember, they're scary. So he could have gave them one of them the position and stood back and watched as fear came upon them because they're scary and they're unprepared to deal with the this and that of the job. He could have, but he didn't because he knows. Again, God knows. He knows everything. He knew he had trained David to fight off lions and bears, when he was out there tending his father's sheep. Therefore, he knew, God knew, they wouldn't be scary like his brothers. And therefore, he got the position. Never forget, I don't care what you're dealing with, never forget, God knows. Never forget he knows. Let's pray. Father God, tonight, we thank you for being all-knowing and for protecting us when you know that it's not what's best for us. And even though it might feel like rejection right now, Father, we thank you for not allowing some of the things we wanted because you know us better than we know ourselves. So, again, we're thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's message. I pray that somebody was blessed on tonight. Our new policy here at Prolific Value, we did not open the phone lines because every message that the Lord gives through this ministry is always a, a, a message that deals with real issues. And the Lord led me to close the phone lines because he feels, and I agree, that many of you would prefer to talk to me in private. So I'm going to give you some personal information to contact me one-on-one. I have enjoyed ministering to many of you one on one. So if you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, feel free, feel free to call or text me at eight six five four zero eight eight six nine zero. That's eight six five four zero eight eight six nine zero, or you can email prolificfire at gmail dot com. That's prolificfire at gmail dot com. If you miss a number. Or the email address, don't worry about it. It will all be up on all my social media platforms at the end of tonight's service. So if you miss it, don't worry about it. Whatever social media platform you know me from, go back to that that particular platform and it'll be there tonight. I look forward to talking to you one on one and ministering as the Holy Spirit leads. Now, other announcements. If you feel led to sow into this ministry, many of you have. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless it back to you 3600 fold according according to your faith, be it unto you, Matthew 9 and 29. Thank you for everybody that has sowed. But if you feel led to sow, you can access the Cash App by using the dollar symbol and the ministry's name, Prolific Fire. It's the dollar symbol and Prolific Fire the dollar sum of prolific Also, you can actually access the PayPal, which is international. So wherever you are, if you're in another country and you feel led to give, you can give, whether you're in the United States or somewhere else, through PayPal, PayPal.me, slash prolific fire. It's PayPal.me, slash prolific fire. Once again, thank you, everybody, that has been given. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Fire, on Instagram at Properly Safety, like the Prolipifyer Ministry Facebook page. I didn't open the phone lines tonight, but guess what? If you don't reach out to me in private, for whatever reason, but you want to get your prayer requests taken care of online, on the air, then be sure to join my sister in ministry, Profit's Paper, Paper on the Line with Profit's Paper, this Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. And we are so glad to have the woman of God back. Somebody say amen. Right there in your home, say amen. Join her Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. I'll be here too. (laughs) By calling the number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. The number again is 347-426-3782. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, Friday night. Faith on the line with Prophet's pay. God will be right there with us in the midst, so you don't want to miss Faith on the line. Whether you got a prayer request or not, still tune in just to be in the atmosphere. Your prayer request will be taken then too, if you desire, then join me back here on prolific fire. Same night, time, and place for for another message from the Lord. Until then, everybody have an awesome, blessed
2: night in the Lord. Good night. I'm out.